Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Yes, sir. Where did that come from? You know, I don't know, really know. Uh, I think it was a, a, a derivative of hello and hey now. Yeah. You know, and it kind of just became my own thing. My wife absolutely hates it. She says to me, why do you open the show every time? I, you know, it kind of clears me a little bit. I love it. It gets me fired up. There's variations, very slight variations. We should do a best of. We should, <laughs> just we an should, hour we of it? Find, yeah. <laughs> just an just hour of <laughs> And Sidney Bay's getting playlist replacement. <laughs> so I, uh. I, I kind of like it. Oh, I got to go right into that. Seth says that Sidney Bay has had... Platelet replacement. Why does that not sound if you're having blood work done like you've got a problem with your knee? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that I'm is. just saying. I don't know. That, that, that sounds very, very different. What do they I, do? Like take the good platelets out of like another part of his body? There isn't one of us in here that knows the answer to that question. Text us. Never stop text, me before. Text us. <laughs> and yeah, because I'll make it up. I promise. <laughs> I promise. I will be talking. He'll be in a Chinese restaurant with yeah. plates on his head. Exactly I, pr- right. I promise you. Uh, uh, so, so listen. I got exciting news. Jess came to me, literally, almost like a, a Polly the Mole directive when you go into the show. Um, I got news from the Jim Kelly people. They're moving to now taking it to the board to have our show go up to the Jim Kelly Celebrity Golf Tournament, where there is like you know, literally a couple of hundred of the greatest players ever in the, in, ever in the NFL. I mean, there's. There's a hundred Hall of Fame players that play in this thing. So my pitch to them was they were like, well, tell me why, you know, because they have Buffalo affiliates that go do this too. And I've guessed it on their, their affiliates. I said, well, you know, we're talking about maybe doing some kind of like weekend telethon kind of thing, or maybe the whole week we'll leave the line open for how we can collect money. Because Jim has a great foundation that he raises money for, for um, in, in his son Hunter's name. Uh, so I think it's a great cause. I told Axe, and Axe was like, you know, he was he was he was like he had just swallowed five Viagra. He was he was he was he was excited. So you know, the, the cool thing about it is, is that <laughs> yeah, did the You did that for our Facebook yes. Live fans. Yeah. Hey now, so um, you know, I think the way it will go is that the the practice round Kelly does his tournament very different. I, I you know I used to not understand why he did it this way, but you arrive there on Saturday and he immediately whisks everyone via these big buses to his lodge. And he's got this amazing hunting lodge. And that is just the throwdown steel cage, you know, 5.0. You nice. know, they, they kill it. So then, then he breaks that up with the practice round, which these guys get up and play in this practice round. But that's really loose. There's a free fall. There's a lot of money going on here to win this tournament. You know, the people take it very seriously. Mm. And so the guys that are, you go into a pool as a celebrity, and you would think that you're, uh, b- besides being, you know, Dan Marino, who can play golf and and some of the big big name guys you're bidding in a a bidding war and and you're writing your bid in and then you just know if you're the leader or not your name goes up so then some other corporate guy goes up and says you know 10 grand for Baldwin or this one whatever so when you're Marino and those guys you're getting in for sure no matter how good a golfer you are you know I mean but then there are guys that are athletes that are uh, really talented golfers, and there's those those ten groups that play to win the whole thing, and mm-hmm. it's very important to them to win it. And I'm sure that there is some, I, I dare say, some gambling going on on who's going for to win. For entertainment it. purposes yeah, only, uh, sure, of, course, of course. Yes, they're playing for chits. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, and
And so I'm not in that flight, although I'm a pretty good golfer. I'm not in that flight of the guys that take it super seriously. But because there's not a tremendous amount of actors that are there, there's the there's the oddity of having an actor that can play golf, and, and I get that. So I'm hoping what I pitched to them was that we'll come to the practice round mm-hmm. where guys are more liable to come in and sit in, and I can lead them over to acts too. We yeah. can sit you know, side by side. He can get a bunch of material. Not necessarily does he have to have it live, mm-hmm. but I can get him 40 you know, interviews from Absolutely. Aikman to yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. to that guy, which are really good to have on an ESPN show. Then they have the gala that night before mm-hmm. the tournament. So the last thing they do on Monday is the tournament. And for the longest time, I couldn't figure out why. Well, because they played a very exclusive country club, try to get that on a Sunday oh, or Saturday. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're not shutting that down. But on a Monday, you can get that country club. So we played a really, really nice track uh, on Monday. So I'm hoping to do a live telecast on Monday mm-hmm. and get some tape. And then Sunday, we just free for all it. And hopefully that week, we'll, we'll be able to write a check to these guys, you know, depending upon what. Because I know you just recently awesome. did something for my mom's fund. Yeah. So I said to him, I go, you know, I don't know how it works down, works out. You know, we'll just drive up, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and go together. Can you help us on some hotel rooms? or you know whatever so we can stay in the building because you're going to want to come with me to see yeah. the gala is great I don't I mean, want to see the all auction that, yeah. items alone I mean you go to uh, you know uh, from the Marino to the Michael Jordan Michael Jordan's and, and, and believe it or not Jim Kelly's are probably the two best auction rooms I've ever seen. I mean, they had uh, Swarovski crystal um, um, mock football mm-hmm. that was uh, emulated the Super Bowl trophy that I think sold in the auction for like... Uh, you know who bought it? Pat Sheridan. Pat Sheridan, our our, our, our Philly Eagles. Uh, he turned around. He had a couple of whiskeys in him. Attaboy. His wife is standing there, and some guy goes, we're going to start the bidding at 2000 The guy goes, says 2000 The next guy goes, 2500 Then they go to 3000 and there's a stall and... and, and Pat turns around and he goes, 10 grand! And he yells up 10,000. And his wife looked at him. I thought she was going to kill him. I thought she was going to kill him. Robin goes, did he just bid $10,000 on a a crystal football? He did, and he won it. He's, oh, he, <laughs> is it in his man cave right now? He's got he's got the crystal, red, white, and blue USA Swarovski uh, crystal football. Have you ever made any big uh, accidental bids at charity auctions? I had a friend who bought a swimming pool at one. I had a great... Got, I was the item for the it's biggest It's your old thing. boss. It was at the Bayheim thing. What happened? Joe. It was Joe and Diane. They oh. bought a pool. It was like a, there was a company that was like auctioning off a pool, but I mean it was like a you had to buy a pool essentially, and they won. It was like twenty five thousand dollars, and they got a pool installed. How did they? And how do you accidentally? Did they think someone else was going to outbid them, or did they? They thought they were just like running it up, running it up, and I think they felt generous, and they're like, all right, we'll keep we'll keep bidding on this thing, and they. Got a pool installed that summer. <laughs> well, my best one, I was doing Homicide Life on the Streets, and um, and unbeknownst to a lot of people, and, and I've mentioned this before because I chefed at Jim Kelly's Lodge, as an, I was the auction item. So, you know, you get a couple of people that are interested yeah. in having that, and usually it's their wives who go, you know, get fat Alec over our house and, <laughs> and, 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 and make him cook me a <laughs> meal. Him, I want to eat, I want to so, eat. So, now this is when I was on network television, which kind of is a, is a bit of a game changer because you're in people's living rooms, unlike mm-hmm. when you're a movie movie actor. When you do a TV show, people think they really know you, they and they think you're that character. Mm-hmm. So I was in, living in Baltimore, and I was actually living next to Cal Ripken. And so I got to know Cal, and he was the captain of the team, you know, legendary player. And so he invites me to his event, and and I let them know that I was a chef and so on. So I get in a bidding war, and you can see the doctor's wife 
with the doctor and they got the number thing you hold up when you bid and then the lawyer's wife and this is at Johns Hopkins these are people with a lot of money yeah. and so it gets to the auctioneer that they hired was a pro hey 45 45 you know so he he's going through his pitch we're up to $45,000 to have me come make dinner for eight people in your house so he goes, can I have 45? And the, and the girl, and the one woman goes 46. The other one comes back 47. And you can see, finally, the, the husband is deflated. He's like, I'm not paying this much money for this guy to come make a meal in <laughs> my house, even though it's a tax write-off. So I, he's about to say, so I said, hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on. I said, sir, would you go to 47 if we called it even right now, both of you at 47? Because I'll cook both meals for 47. And he went, yes. So we made $94,000 to go ahead and do this event. And, and so, thank God I thought of that at the end, because he was about to walk away from it for $1,000. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, thought, this yeah, is yeah. ridiculous. So I, I, They each put up 47 and 47 and I went and I, and, I, and I cooked in their houses for two of them, yeah. yeah to, trust me, it was nowhere near worth that. <laughs> No hamburger should cost that much money. <laughs> I don't know. Jim Kelly swears by your meal, man. He said it was one no, of the best yeah, he's ever yeah. had. I can, I, can, I, I can twist it up in there, but Jim de- Jim definitely, he, uh, he he utilized our friendship wisely. He he called up. I had done the shopping. Now, to make dinner for the eight people that were planned was almost, was like $900. I mean, I, so I bought the best lobster, the best stuff mm-hmm. you know, that I could do. Um, and remember, the hard part about making a multi-course dinner for that many guests is the timing of the meal becomes the hardest part. You cannot have something that cooks for two hours, not come out of the oven relatively close to the item that cooks for 40 minutes. So as you're shuffling this and you're a professional in, in, a, in a, um, a professional kitchen, you have ovens to service this and you also have things to keep things warm mm-hmm. should you mistime it slightly by five, 10 minutes. And you can't go more than 10 minutes off or you start to overcook items. So with that said, Jim says eight and I, I've been in the lodge before and I went, okay, so you've got the one double oven I said, but it's really one one opening and then a broiler. I said, then you've got the smaller oven across the way. So I'm I'm calculating a five course meal in under these conditions. So of course I get the call the night before at like ten o'clock mm-hmm. at night from the assistant who says, Well, Jim was wondering if he, he may it may go to eleven. Mm-hmm. And I went, Okay, well I've I've already done all the shopping. <laughs> Loaded up, ready to go. Well, you know, you always plan on that you want to be able to take one portion of everything out and taste it constantly, make sure your sauces and everything and it's cooked properly. So I'm, I know I'm over and safe for 11, but now I'm right on the line. And to put 11 chicken breasts and everything in multiple trays, you know, in an oven. So I'm looking at that. Then, of course, the morning I'm leaving to drive up, it's. It now looks like it's going to be more like 15. And now I can no longer make this meal properly. I have to adjust the menu. So yeah, yeah, no, it was, it it was, it was pretty hard actually to make (laughs) this one, to make a five course meal for uh, 14 people, which ended up being 16. So uh, yeah, that was tough. Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor, the great stand up comedian. You're killing me. Why? You're stealing my so what story. Oh, uh, am I? Yeah, I got that. And so what? Well, you, well, you better come up with another so what? Because I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking about Richard Pryor. His widow has now come out and said that Richard Pryor had a sexual relationship with legendary actor Marlon Brando. Um, so evidently, this was leaked uh, in in a report in Vulture 
by Quincy Jones some years ago in 2005 or something. But at any rate, he mentions this. She has a great quote that she says something to the effect of, you know, it was the 70s, the drugs were really good, mm-hmm. and, you know, Marlon, you know, would have done it with uh, a radiator and, <laughs> and, and and bought it flowers afterwards or some some crazy thing. Now, you know, the, the, this, all, this smells uh, 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 a... Um, uh, an accolade like this smells to me of money always. And sure mm-hmm. enough, she's now printing from his diaries, uh, you know, and going to open up what Richard said. Uh. So, so she's going to sell it as a book and everything else. But I got to say, what does that look like, Paulie? Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando. Does that I, frighten you as much as me? Yes. And I have a question for you. Is this like a common knowledge thing about Brando? Was this... You know, was this his thing, or was um, this just you, know, a, you hear a drug rumors? Induced? You hear rumors about lots of people, and, and you know, uh, and there's some that I know for a fact because they've actually come on to me, and it kind of nice. freak, it kind of freaked me out. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, when you're looking at a certain guy that's you, uh, an action hero to you, and he's going. You know, hey, uh, you want to come over? <laughs> <laughs> Why? You, you going to show me some of your movie posters? Yeah, yeah. Got, a, got a radiator? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can go get some flowers right now. Uh, uh, you, you know, so yeah, no, I, I, had, I had heard that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what's that from airplane? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Daniel, you, you, you like? Do you it? like gladiator movies to me? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I like? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, like it so, when your dog rubs up a dog. Like, <laughs> but, but, but I, right away, right away, I got clarification when they said it was the seventies yeah. that this took place. That because Marlon wasn't the portly three hundred and fifty pound Marlon. I immediately went to three hundred and fifty pound Marlon and and, and 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 a big you know cocaine pipe in yeah. Richard Breyer's mouth and them just throwing down. <laughs> so these weren't two guys that like you're claiming were like closeted gay guys. They were just. Well, I guess essentially I, drugged up to do I, it. I did not Brando, although I had met him before. Uh, I, I had met Pryor and actually spent time and, and, and broke bread with him a few times. Um, uh, but, yeah, you know, I, I, I heard the rumors, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I never witnessed it. I never saw it. I, I didn't have anyone say, oh, my God. But I guess it was well known. And he was he was older than I was, Richard. So he was mm-hmm. around doing it in the 70s. I was in high school. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I guess this was known at that during that era that these guys, it's kind of like watching David Bowie, you know? Yeah. I mean, he went through all those changes, no pun intended, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and he was a bit of a freak, you know, and he was out there in the 70s. And mm-hmm. then he became more of this kind of model crooner you know he wasn't he wasn't uh ziggy stardust no. you know, for any anymore but, but his wife is claiming that it was the drugs that did it i've never done drugs i've been very drunk i've never been gay drunk i'll tell you that much <laughs> well you know there's there's a great uh, there's a great line i can't say it but andrew dice clay says you know women can get away with you know they had that liaison in college they did they had that freaky yeah. weekend they did whatever or they may even had a relationship for a little while he said but when it comes to guys you don't accidentally just decide for one weekend you like your roommate this is venus and mars yeah. stuff you know so i never got so intoxicated and, and and i fully readily admit to anybody out there listening i had a drug problem i've been sober for a really really long time i'm an advocate for sobriety a crisis interventionist i place people in rehab almost every day because that's part of what services my sobriety and does not be put Put me back in in the time when I when I felt the need. So I'm of service to help me stay sober too, and, and others. I never once got got high and said, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of thinking that a guy would look good. Right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, Molly. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, yeah, that Joe Salzone turns me on. Yeah. Well, we got a lot to get to uh, here on the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Liverpool Pool and Spa. You can get involved, of course. The text line is 288-0644, and the phones are always open. For ESPN 44, we'll be right back. It's ESPN Radio, Syracuse. 
Syracuse in Winston-Salem Sunday to face Wake Forest. Tip at 2, Orange pregame 145. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Oh, you can, you can come back. Hey, listen to Brent Axe. Today, he has three pairs of tickets to CNY Brewfest this Saturday at New York State Fairgrounds. Two sessions, live music, well over 100 breweries now and later. And Barkley Damon have teamed up to offer $10 off your lift ride to and from the festival. So you don't need to drink and drive. Never drink and drive, of course. Listen to Brent Axe after us for those tickets. You know, I listen to Axe. Every time after the show now I go home, he's like my source of like the stuff I reported about that was totally untrue, and then I can find out really what's really going on. <laughs> no, me too. Yeah, because we're fake news. Donald Trump hates our show. Me too. Uh, so I, 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 I'm going to go into some sports stuff right now, um, but but first I got to tell you. So I walk in. Did I get thrown under the bus with Salzone with Larry Dickman? For doing our report on him? Did you get? Did I miss Is something? He in a mood? Here? I know he didn't say anything. Right, so I come in. My two girls are here. So I have to take Avis and Finley, 10 and 8 years old, my daughters. So they're being hopefully quiet in the uh, cafeteria and not doing their homework. And uh, we walked by Joe, and I said, did you girls say hi to Mr. Salzone? And they went, hi, Mr. Salzone. He walked right by and said a word to my kids. His heart is black I'm as like, coal, I'm like, Daniel. I'm like, how do, you, how do you not say hi to two cute little blonde-haired kids? I told you, both of my kids were sitting in the office on the couch. He is sitting across from them, and he goes, what are those? And I go, they're kids, Joe. What, what are Not those? whose are they or whose kids are these? What Who's are those? responsible for this? <laughs> so we get in the car and my daughter, I swear to you, she goes, Daddy, that man seems sad. And I go, he is, honey. <laughs> wow. That man seems sad. That's terrible. That is terrible. Yeah. He's got the personality of a rock. Yeah, did, really did, did you not have him... <laughs> Tell me the story. He watched my puppy. He watched your dog. Did yeah. the dog have signs of trauma when he got back? Was it yes? Was it, yes. Was it, it wedding peed all over the house? It was wedding all over the house. I had to get the carpets shampoo. Wow. <laughs> did you did, did you put the lotion in the basket or what did you do over there? I mean, it was yeah. very untrustworthy, Apolly, for days after he got back. The dog's like, well, don't do don't do that to me again, please. <laughs> what does that look like? You go, oh god. Doggy PTSD is what that is. What that is? It's still post-traumatic stress disorder. (laughs) (laughs) That is awful. Ron Gronkowski. Rob. 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 No, I'm going to call him Ron. Okay. (laughs) Rob Gronkowski (laughs) is now. I'm digging more now on this whole thing about this this weird thing that he might retire. But I'm thinking the guy just caught two touchdowns. He's 28. You know, so what's really going on behind this? Yeah, you got it, baby. Follow the money. So, I got some buddies. We've we've had already, you know, a, a pretty big guest from the wrestling world here. I know a lot of guys that yeah. do this for a living. So, I did some checking. WWE. He's a big fan, Gronkowski. Um, there, there is. A, this is not confirmed. I'm not saying this is fact. So please don't tell me why I'm going to get sued later. Um, partial ownership of an XFL team. Is, uh, is supposedly on the table. This would legitimize the XFL tremendously to have somebody sure. that's a, 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 an, an all-pro. Uh, and He's won four at, out of those five Super Bowls, and, right? And, 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 and has multiple rings. Um, he would also go into the WWE as a wrestler. Uh, and um, he's a huge fan of wrestling. And he has appeared before, you know, in, the, in, in, in some of these events. So what I'm hearing is 
that he is going to go, or, or that at least an offer is on the table for him to get seriously involved in the WWE. Uh, this thing about him and projecting him becoming an actor, uh, although that's something that may interest him, and that's something that's not. There's not a deal on the table. I'm on. I understand a deal has been offered to him. I think it would make sense for Vince McMahon to make a huge deal to somebody in the NFL to play in that league, like pay them an astronomical amount of money. Right. And Gronkowski might be the okay, guy to do so that. Here, so here's what even better than that. Here's what I now I didn't hear this part. This part I'm putting together myself. But when is the last time? And I went through uh, uh, on the internet Bill Russell, uh, different players that were player coaches that could actually oh, coach a that'd team be awesome. and then step out of the field and go throw me the ball. That'd be awesome. How awesome and how WWE Vince McMahon would that be if Gronkowski was coaching a team and got to go out on the field and play? How Colin? much do they need to offer him? Oh, I What's he make at the at the Pats? Because the WWE's highest earner <coughs> is John Cena, and that's eight million a year. He's making more than that at the Patriots, isn't no. he? No. He's not? No. Is he making more than $8 million a year with the Patriots? No. That Garofalo deal just made <laughs> the highest paid ever. So yeah, I don't but know. you know what? They quote those deals and how much of our incentives that he has to lead the league in passing. He has to, what's his guaranteed? You got a, you got a number on Gronkowski? He, he's a six-year, 54 mil. He got an $8 million signing bonus. Right. So say about so, ten mil a year. Is right. What it, okay. So 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 t- so play that tape forward. You're playing in the XFL against guys that you'll score almost every time you go out for a pass. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> You're not playing against guys that are going to tear your head off that have your number. They're probably going to ask you for an autograph after you score. So you know, yeah. The the real deal about this is he could play or coach in the XFL for the next ten years if mm-hmm. he wanted to and not get hurt as bad and not have to play all the time. If the XFL lasted ten years. But 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 also too. <laughs> what, 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 yeah, very right. good point. But. But also, too, look at some of the endorsement deals. You'd be surprised how popular the WWE is. You'd be surprised how much money can be made by these guys. Listen, Michael Jordan did not make his money in salary. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan never made his money in salary. And a lot of the smart players, when they realize that the cap is is being um, reached, will take a pay reduction to get the right players on their team because they realize, like we talked about about basketball, if you're Porzingis and you have a Nike shoe in New York City and you're a Nick player and you play relatively well, you're going to make five times just on that sneaker endorsement what you play, what you make in the salary to but play the team. But Vince is notorious for owning everything about you. He would own everything Rob Gronkowski. And, and, and you know what? He, well, he would obviously, there, there's going to be agents and lawyers mm-hmm. that sit down and talk about this, but Vince has failed at the XFL once before. Right. It didn't happen. And although it right now, I believe Vince is probably on to something, this seems to be a good time to take a look at if you're going to ever try to not directly compete with the NFL, but to do a sister relationship. And, and, the, and the NFL would be foolish. And I bet you any money Goodell and those guys are sitting down with him saying, how can we help you? Mm-hmm. Because it does nothing but help the league to have a sister league that's playing in, in, in the offseason. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the question will be, will, will, will you be able to play on both teams? I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see a guy who plays year-round football. That person would be dead in a week. <laughs> what are you talking about? What if you're a yeah. field goal kicker? Well, a kicker, yeah. yeah kicker. But- Gronkowski can't go from the Patriots, and then because they're uh, XFL is going to be what? Like I think March through something. It's right after this season ends. I can think of one player that went from the XFL to the NFL. And that but, was Maddox. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, you say that, but then there's guys who play who leave. Bo Jackson left. Yeah, I was gonna say Bo Jackson goes right to baseball. Dion went right to baseball. You've got Wilson just got picked up by, and and, and is that a, a ploy of some kind for Seattle? You know that he's going to the Yankees. It's just to, that's just so he can play. He likes to go to training camp. So 
And he wants Why would to play he want for, to go to? Well, but, he wants to play for the Yankees. But so doesn't he, that contradict what you're talking about? Is, you know that a guy could be able to do. It's baseball. Paid. Baseball's a lot of travel, a lot of it's like I mean, 180 games. Nobody's going to do that 60 again. Sixty weeks, sixty yeah. games on the road. Nobody's going to do that again. No one's ever going to play two sports again. No. There'll never be another Bo Jackson. Challenge. I challenge that. Why? Absolutely. There's going to be some kid coming out of the defensive backfield in Florida State that can fly up the sidelines, and he's going to try his luck in baseball too. That's going to happen in the next two years. I don't well, think an NFL team would allow it anymore, or a baseball team would allow it. Oh, you mean so they're going to hold the rights to? Yeah, just contract wise, oh, so they don't like, get injured. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. Because if you break your leg playing football and you can't play, then you just and you're a franchise guy for the baseball team. Prime time, prime time. Let's go to a break. We'll come back and we're going to talk about a very, very interesting subject, which is. Syracuse University basketball and play a little round of So What. I love it. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse. Hi, it's Jim Beheim, and you're listening to the Pulse of the Orange, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. <laughs> hey now! Hey. And we're back, the mighty Del Lago Resort and Casino. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up. And it falls during the middle of the week. So I'm looking at things I can do. And honestly, there's lots of cool restaurants downtown. There's places to go. You know, it's kind of snowy right now, so we're not going to do the winery thing. And what does Robin want to do? I want you to take me to Delago. Yeah, buddy. I want you to take me to Delago. I want to go to Portico. I want to have a nice meal. I want to go to the spa. And I want you to get your fat ass out of the room <laughs> so I can sleep. Nice. And, uh, and so that's going to probably be what's going to go down. Uh, when it comes to uh, Valentine's Day for Throbbing Robin, <laughs> you got any? We can help people out with Valentine's too, oh, Josh. Oh, I love it, Polly. Bring your love to the SU game. Go to ESPNSyracuse.com. Register to win tickets at the uh, for the SU NC State game and dinner to Tully's. Brought to you by UPS and ESPN Radio Syracuse. So, so we got a game on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, NC State. NC State at home. Must win. Yep, and then maybe shoot up to Del Lago after the game. Booyah. Two for one special. The doctor likes to watch Syracuse basketball. Is that a uh, ESPN game? Uh, I don't know offhand. And and North Carolina will be. Is North okay? So let's go right. Let's talk about this right now. So Syracuse basketball, we're sixteen wins, eight losses. Up next, Wake Forest, who is nine wins and fifteen losses. The season, really, when you when you think about it. We have to win this game. We have to win this game at home. They beat us last time on the road, right? I think they're going to win the next two, guys. They've got to win the next two games. Okay, so, well, well, hang on a second. So they've got uh, Wake Forest. Let's let's take it as we do in sobriety. One day at a time, my friend. Nice. So we're at home. It's a given if there's anything going to happen in the tank right now when we look at our record. This takes us to 17-8. and eight, And then we go to NC State on the uh, 14th. And you're saying that's a must-win game. Is that game at home or away? That home. would be home. Okay, so we're back-to-back home. We need to knock off these two unranked opponents. Then we go Miami, UNC, Duke. Boom! <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> but but here's the great thing about that. You say that, but take a look at St. John's run this week. Yeah. Is the, are the Johnnies on fire or what? They knock off Duke and number one Villanova with the worst record in the Big East. Yeah, it was that's crazy. Their first Big East win is against number one Villanova. They also have healthy players. 
<laughs> which makes it harder yeah, for but, sure. But, I mean, you're talking about a team that was yeah. no wins in the division and they knock off the number one team. That's a Clemson football-type victory when you really think about it. You know, I mean, that's that's a big, big win. So is it ridiculous to think that we couldn't take Miami or UNC? You could steal one of those games. I think we could steal one of those games. I really do. And I think that gives us another win against a ranked opponent. That'll be the difference when you're that bubble team of getting invited to the big show or not. I really do. I think we have to win the two givens. We've got to beat Wake. We've got to beat NC State. And I think we've got to steal one of two from Miami or UNC. Then, of course, we come back against Duke, which will be a tough one on the road. Boston College, we've got to execute and finish there. And then who knows what happens with Clemson. I mean, Clemson's Cle- good. I, you know what? I know they're good, but it's not like we're not good enough to on a good night. Yeah. For, the, for us, let, let me put you this way. We play Clemson and we shoot 50%. You win. You win. You shoot 50% you, against North Carolina. You're you win. Yeah. You win. So we're shooting a, a dismal 32% or something right now. Josh, what are you feeling over there? I mean, you know, you, you're, you're the outside the sports guy, but... You know, you're you're, you're quite professional. I would have never. Well, things. I'm looking at the schedules right in front of me. I would have never picked them to beat Louisville, and I didn't. Uh, NC State. I mean, sorry, uh, uh, Wake Forest on Sunday. I think is winnable. They're. I don't. They beat us in the be- the first time around, but this. I mean, they have not had a great record. And then they go into this gauntlet of games. You've, when you're traveling to those places, I, I would agree with Paula that they they could steal one of those. Two teams enter, one team leaves. Two teams enter, one only. Is, like is, is Miami Miami ranked twenty fifth? Twenty-five, yeah, they're at the very twenty-five, bottom, twenty-one, and nine, and yeah. then they Boston College, which was no week off, but it's considered a week off when you come back and play Clemson. So, I which mean, of those I, are you traveling to, there, Paul? Uh, all of them, but Miami. Why are you not going to Miami? Too far, too far. What do you mean? So you go to Atlanta, but you don't go to Miami? Yeah. Why don't you drive to Atlanta and fly from there to Miami? <laughs> <laughs> and are you st- are you sticking so to your promise to fly to Boston College? Yes. Oh. So wait, wait, wait. I got this is fascinating to me. Now we're back to something that's much more important to me. This fascinates me. So you will not go to the Miami game at all because it's too far to drive and you you refuse to get on the plane. Yeah, I got to get back. It'd be too much. What, 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 have you ever heard of Dramamine? You know, like, so, or you just drink a little tea when you get on a plane and you wake up and you're three quarters away. This is not a six hour. You're not going 14 hours to Australia here. I use whiskey. <laughs> whiskey puts you know, daddy night. I don't drink it anymore. No, <laughs> no I, I, I'm thinking about something that's homeopathic that will help you sleep. Some. Valerian root. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Placebo. That's exactly that's exactly what I'm talking about. You want to get a little Valerian root going. You got some melatonin. You know what I mean? You got to get that. You got to get some of that action going for you, buddy. Yourself some of that South Beach. So actually, you know what though? That would mean he's here with us then. Yes. Yeah. He's here with us. He's here with us until the until what the Duke game? Yeah. He's here with us for a while now. He's not going anywhere. And you're running down to watch the Duke game. Oh, I don't miss that game for a second. Not for a second. (laughs) See, you are a fan of all this. You want to go see. Dude, I have the greatest job on earth. I get to go watch games. Courtside. So great. He's on the court. Is he courtside? He's right there. You can see him on TV. Not even a row. He's in front of the the court. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Matt Parker sitting right there. I've been doing it 19 years. I wouldn't give it up for anything. Players jump into his lap sometimes. I gotta be. I gotta be his assistant or something. Just look for his tiny little head. Peering over the, uh, peering, <laughs> over the <stand> there. <laughs> peering over the kneecaps yeah. in that part. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here. Wake Forest is a must win on Sunday. I guess I'm going to have to go to that game. I'm going to have to show up at that game. Now, are you courtside during the game at the home games? Yeah. Yeah. Home and away. Some of these places, they'll stick you up in like the scaffolding, yeah, well, right? Duke, they have us up in the yeah, catwalk. Yeah, you're not on the road. And, yeah. 
Oh, you're on the yeah, they're, they're not doing that. You want me to call Mike for you? You want me to take care of it? Please. Hey now, it's so small there. Like it's a it's a barn. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is. It yeah. is a little place. Yes, yeah, so but they're not going to no change that people. anytime soon. Yeah, they're never going to change it. All right, so we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about crazy in sports. Uh, you got a little so what you want to do? Yeah, you want to knock that out now, or you want to come back with so what? We let's can, come back with this. We can get these commercials out of the way. Then we yeah, can let's actually out. spend we'll, some time we'll, with it. We'll have a little run. ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Listen to us online. Listen to us on your smartphone. Now you can listen to us whenever and wherever you want. Like when your wife's having one of her moods again. Honey, I didn't say your butt looked fat. I said it looked juicy. Subscribe to ESPN Syracuse on iTunes. Get the podcast of your favorite show sent right to your phone. Listen to ESPN Syracuse anywhere on the ESPN app or ESPNSyracuse.com. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. And now, and we're back, and we're live, and we're going to go with a little round of So What. So What needs music. That's my note. Yeah, yeah. we got to get music for it, Pauly. Let's do it. And I see you need something. I'm trying to add a layer to it. Trying to gussy up the Baldwin show here. Put a little lipstick on this pig. Sam Miller of ESPN.com thinks no one will hit 400 again in Major League Baseball. What? Do you agree? Wow. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, Bring back steroids. It, it could. It could. <laughs> Bring them back, baby. Arnold wants to play baseball. <laughs> um Put him in the ditch. Yeah, it, 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 it's 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 you know how many times has it been done? So no, it's it, it, it's it's not a milestone that is unattainable. Um, but I think that what's changed isn't the ability for somebody to bat four hundred. What's changed is how specialized pitching has gotten. So if you look at a guy like Tony Gwynn, or you look at a guy um, that was able to bat anywhere near, you know, some of the years that Boggs took a run at it, you know, um, those guys were facing pitchers that would pitch seven innings into a game. So you got that, and you think it may not matter, but when you get that sixth, seventh, and eighth inning hit every other game, that's what vaults your average from 340 to 375, 390, you know. So um, I think because pitching is so specialized and they go such short distances now, it is harder to bat 400. I also think hitting's changed. I think they've gone away from, you know, the guy who slaps a ball between shortstop and third three times a game doesn't exist anymore. Everybody's swinging for the fences. Everybody wants a home run. The long ball. Chicks dig it. <laughs> Going for yards. If you swing a big bat, you want to play in Yankee Stadium, baby. You know what I'm talking about? National Signing Day is over yesterday, and SI, Sports Illustrated as the kids call it, have the top five classes as Georgia, Ohio State, Texas, USC, and Penn State, with Syracuse coming in, rounding out the top 50. Syracuse came in 50th? Yeah. Which is good for Syracuse. Is it really? Is that good for Syracuse? Yeah. yeah it's been that way well, even when they were top, winning games. Don't, don't we have a one kid that's really, really good, though? Don't we get yeah, they some... got one four-star, and then I don't don't ask me his name. Who's responsible for rating what star level you are? I want to I meet that guy. People who watch a lot of high school football. Which, which should, they, they should be investigated, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. well, well, imagine well, a lot of kids play sports. Well, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, if you're not sending a university staff member to... Time him in the forty to do you know who who regulates any of that information you know there is no right it's just non like I I won't say it's nonsense because they put in a lot of hard work but there's guys on the internet who watch a lot of tape of high school football games and. 
decide who's what stars and wow. there's whole and then it websites goes to their heads. and then people pay for it and it's crazy and uh like that kid yesterday does, who did this the hat swap yeah i switched it so what <laughs> i'm with him so what i don't care about these teams so all right what? and finally the kicker story here is a crime was committed in Memphis. A murder was committed in Ooh. Memphis uh, a couple months ago. Two victims. One passed away in a van. Uh, second was taken to the hospital and uh, recovered. Went to pick up his van. And nobody noticed that their friend, a third victim, was shot and dead in the back of the van. Oh, my God. That was impounded for a month at the Memphis police station. Nobody was looking for the guy? No, so he was dead <sighs> in the van for a month. For a month. And in, at the police impound lot in the in the scene of the crime. <sighs> wow. That's long. I've always said, I, I always said Paulie could go a while without me knowing he was dead, but that's a month is a long time. A month is a long time. You must have very few friends. That reminds me <laughs> no of a great friends. story. We well, I was at a... An AA meeting at the 96th Street meeting. This was one of the, the, the coldest moments, but but it was very, very, actually, we laugh about it now. So, you know, this Lenny guy. So I'm going with John Ford, who's my sponsor, and my brother Stephen's sponsor. We're both sober. And we're going to the 96th Street meeting. And this old guy runs the meeting. He's, he's you know, the staple. He got sober just after they wrote the big book of alcoholics. And I was, mm-hmm. you know, Carl. And Carl's this 90-something-year-old man. John Ford loves this guy, my sponsor. And we walk in, and he's not sitting at the table ready to run the meeting. And so John looks over at this guy that's there, and he goes, hey, where's Carl? He goes, yeah, you didn't hear what happened, huh? I said, no, no, no. He goes, well, Carl passed away this weekend. He was 96. You know, he had a cardiac arrest. So we're all very sad. This guy was uh, somebody we knew for years. But anyway, now John is devastated. Ford is, you know, he's, he's weeping. And he, so we go through the whole meeting and we, we go to the, the same, the, the sign you see, diner on, on um, Seinfeld. Seinfeld yeah. Okay, that's on, 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 uh, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. We're going to that diner to go eat as we do after every Saturday morning meeting. So we're walking along, John's, you know, holding his head, and me and Lenny and my brother Stephen and John are walking up to the diner. He's going, man, I can't believe Carl, and, you know, I should have called him. And so finally Lenny goes, and Lenny's, you know, got a 28-inch neck. He's a dock worker in a longshoreman. He goes, hey, that guy's dead. He's gone, all right? He's dead, and he's gone. Now let's eat. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen and I I looked at each other and we're like, oh my God. (laughs) And John kind of snapped out of it because of how shocking a statement it was. It it, it worked if that's what he was looking for. Shake it uh, off of it. Yeah, so you know what? The guy in the van, he's dead. He's dead. He's in Memphis. He's dead. He's gone. It's it. Get over it. How do you get the smell of a month-long dead body? That body's body's decayed after a month. That van, the Carfax on that van are real. <laughs> real. Actually, he might have been an ice cube. He might have been if it happened uh, recently. If it's cold yeah. down there, the, yeah. Uh, and Memphis police claim that it uh, it's very embarrassing and they're investigating. It's, bet- a, it's a van. It's not. It's it's not an airplane. They're using it. But it was a crime scene, and they missed a body. <laughs> <laughs> and then they impounded yeah, the van. Something's fishy about that. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're right. So, so was this? Was there an exchange between the police during this or something? Or I, I don't. Was, yeah. We're not getting the whole story here, man. <laughs> we're not getting the whole story. I want to find out DNA evidence around, or did someone throw that body in the van after? And why didn't the guy who survived ever ask, "Hey, what happened to?" It's Tom? a van. It's a, you can fit three vans in this room right now. I know. We won't be able to walk by and not see a body in here. <laughs> Well, come on you now, what are we it. talking about? It's a van. It. Yeah, you would see it. It wasn't hidden in the floorboards of the van. It was <laughs> lying in the back of the van. Hey, Jimmy, you want to get up? we got to move the car now. Come on. You know. Scooby-Doo fit five people in the van, for <coughs> God's sake. How long would it take for you to realize I was not on one of my SU basketball trips? What? And 
and my dog was eating my butt. <laughs> okay, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, but, but hang on a second. I, I dig that. I get that. I get the logic of that. You know, if Paulie wasn't here, if so and so wasn't here, we'd start to ask questions. Has anyone called him? This could have been a homeless guy. It was a van. Yeah, they it was. Found it, it. You know, it, if there was a body in the back seat of my truck, <laughs> and I'm, I'm pulling other bodies of dead people out of my truck, yeah. I might go, "Ooh, that looks like a body too." Should I take a look? These are police officers. There's something wrong with the story. Ooh. There's something wrong with the story. I like this. He's calling shenanigans. Yeah, that, I'm. I'm calling worse than shenanigans. By the way, I bet, I bet Salzone could be dead three months. Nobody know. Salzone dead. I bet he could be know, dead. I'm I would miss him in a second. <laughs> You, I ask where he is at all times. Because you don't believe? You don't believe? You don't believe? All right, I've got unusual sports. You might have to wait till tomorrow. You want to wait till We're tomorrow? We've got 20 seconds. we got 20 Aww. seconds for you to cut off crazy in sports, which is on my phone. I didn't even write it down. I'm trying a new experiment. I want to be cool like you guys and be able to use my... Oh, like just it. to be safe. Oh, like like no. It. Should I have done that? Should I have used the dumb button there? No. Ah. Uh, no, I don't think. So. Yeah, he just—you only got the f out. Yeah, but you, you were being—you were being protected. I mean, I'm calling premature regulation. <laughs> e buttonation. Well, there's there's a good way to end, I guess. That was a good. Is way that the to first end. time he's ever been dumped on the show? No. I've never been dumped, and that is illegal dumping. I'm not it's counting that. Dumping. Dumping. Right, wait, wait, wait. We're gonna, was... we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this right now. We're gonna end the show with this. Yes or no? Should I have been dumped? And be honest, with you. I would. I would have dumped you. Because I just to be safe. Yes. I would have done it that just was to be my safe. Only... I want to replay. I want to replay. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll get the audio for it tomorrow and, right, we'll, and we'll, we'll have and, a trial. And, 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 and we'll, we'll have a trial. Yeah, the trial. We'll, be in... we'll go to the tape. I'm going to have Larry represent me. Later on, uh, Brent Axe is hooking you up with tickets to CNY Brewfest. Be listening to Brent Axe this Saturday at the New York State Fairgrounds Central New York Brewfest. Takes it over two sessions. Go to CNYBrewfest.com. Calm. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Very big show tomorrow, Daniel Baldwin, correct? Oh, yeah, we've got Jacqueline Kirschler Calvaric in the store wow. in, in, in the studio tomorrow. This is my sister Beth's second daughter, and she's going to go through the whole show giving a woman's perspective. I look forward to this, and I look forward to you spending time with us tomorrow. Brent Axe is up next. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse. Boom.